Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode. Guess what number? Eighteen. Nope. Seventeen. No, that's that's the other wrong. Twenty. One. Yes. We're twenty right We're now. We're twenty episodes in. Can you believe oh, it? Oh shit! That's incredible. I again am flabbergasted every time we make another episode. Yeah. So do I can't believe we're twenty, dude? Right off the bat, can we just say thank you to everyone for thank you for listening? Just the fact that they watch gets us to yep. another, another episode made. Um, before we go any further, we have Mason with us one more time. Yo 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 yo. Yo. Hey, oh, bro. we just have to start off this episode with uh, <clears throat> a happy birthday, sir. Happy birthday, buddy. That, that was the <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yes. He's hammered. I can he just turned 21. <laughs> yeah. Mason, you okay over there? I think so, maybe. I think so, maybe. All right, that's good. Um, all right, so let's just start off uh, with me, Brian. Yeah. How was the Father's Day? Dude, it was awesome. Yeah? What'd yeah. you do? I went and took Zayden out to uh, Clearwater Beach. Mm-hmm. Got a hotel room Saturday night. So Saturday, when we got out there, we... Mm. Mm. Yeah. Bossa Nova. We hit the pool. Yeah. With all the babes. Yeah. Yeah. He was my little chick magnet. You guys can't see it, but I am finger banging so oh, hard. Oh, right you now. are. Brian it's good. All them chicks at the beach. So good. <laughs> and then Sunday. Bang, bang. Sunday we woke up and hit the beach, and it was a great Father's Day. Very cool. That's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. It was red. Mason. You're not a father, but how was Father's Father's Day for I, you? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys can, probably can't see it, but... Uh, I am pink. <laughs> yeah, you are medium rare. I, um, rare. So Saturday, I was a dummy, and I went outside, um, and I didn't reapply sunscreen after a few hours and being in a pool, so I got baked out in the sun, Ooh. and this entire week, they've seen it. I've just been pink, and these past few days, like yesterday and today, I've been shedding. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So my Father's Day, here's the real kicker. So I got sunburned Saturday, and Sunday was when everything was kind of like mm-hmm. getting there, and everything was still tender. My dad wanted to go mini golfing at Popstroke oh. over there. So here I am in sweatpants, long sleeves outside on a Sunday. He actually oh. made you go out mini golfing. Oh. Like my entire family, so I'm there like, oh one ow. <laughs> oh wow. But otherwise, we had we had, it was we, we did like a late lunch on uh, walk-ons. That was that was pretty good. Cool. Very cool. So nice. It was. Good, but sucky for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but you powered through it for dad. Yes. That's what's important. Good for yes. you, man. Yeah. I actually, my Sunday, I uh, went to work at uh, the winery that I that I bartend, and I was very grumpy about that. I forgot, God damn it, I'm going to work on Father's Day, son of a bitch, blah, blah, blah. But um, I brought my kids with me, and they don't work at a winery, yep. but they do work at the farm. Right. It's attached to the, it's an odd place. Yep. <laughs> and anyways, it was cool because... Throughout the day, I had a lot of like little teaching moments with my kids. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, uh, you know, my stepson didn't want to go out and do the chickens, and like I went out, we talked about the chickens. Yeah, it was good. It was a good. It turned out to be a good day all around. Good. And then, uh, yeah, we actually got out early. We had our favorite um, Father's Day uh, dinner, which was chicken and yellow rice, because I'm lazy and that shit's quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we just loaded up with hot right. sauce. But Call it's it delicious. a day. Yeah. yeah, you can't come wrong with it. No. Nope. No, it's very hard to mess up too. Even Absolutely. if you overdo the chicken, yep. like that almost makes it better in uh-huh. some instances. Yep. But I have seen people mess up the rice pretty easily. Well, rice is a, yep. it's its own tricky beast. Yep. Yep. And maybe one day R- Brian will regale us with a rice recipe that is, is, we just need is to be like like a proof. hot plate and just have like Brian cooking on dad body. I can do that. That'd be cool. I, I wanted to do that for Father's I Day know. in some yeah. way, but we, again, it's hard to any visual thing. 
It's yeah. hard. We should just get a toaster and have him make the French toast. We thing. should just make the jump to videos, <laughs> you guys, and just get a fucking camera and a hey, better computer. I'm done I, with that I, too. I, uh, I have a GoPro now. Oh, he's got uh, the GoPro. We're gonna I get that about Italy footage, it, honestly, and just doing like like dad bod POV. Oh man, POV. <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. Depend. Well, depending on the site. <laughs> depending on the site. Yeah. <laughs> Would it be? I've seen those sights. Well, it'd be funny from my perspective because yeah, again, I thought it would uh, be. oh shit, shit, shit. Uh, we have to move on now. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right uh, real quick, you guys, we want to um, take it serious for a second. We're on summer break for a majority of the country, which means actually double the workload for the three of us plus, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, we're putting out these weekly episodes, and it's getting to the breaking point, I think. It's starting to get to that point of summer where we might need a break. So, um, not obviously, not you're listening to this right now, so not this week, not next week, um, but after the episode that would be after 4th of July, we're going to just fuck off yep. for a week. You're not going to hear from us. Yep. We might still post shorts, yeah. maybe. Uh, I don't know. But uh, we're not going to put out a video. We're we going need to a take, chill week. Yeah, we're going to take, we're not even going to work. We're going to take the week off. Yep. So um, if we don't put out a video, you guys, it's okay. We're good. We are coming back. Yep. Please don't unsubscribe. Yep. Don't go anywhere, guys. Pretty we will please. be back. Pretty yeah. Please. Yep. All, uh, speaking of subscriptions, shall we move on to the next thing? Yeah. Uh, I was actually going to say real quickly is oh. I, I am working on that thing. Yep. Um, so maybe, maybe if I can get that done by that week, we can post that. Oh, oh that'd, that'd, be, cool. that'd be killer. That'd be fucking yeah. Cool. Um, the state of the Dharmi is now 43 strong, which is great to me. I love that. Yeah, me too. Uh, I remember, I remember being excited when the numbers were reversed. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, I mean, I was there when you guys got like 16 subscribers after one episode. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> that was yeah. cool. Yeah. Yep. Well, you were one of those subscribers. Let's not, let's not, I mean, let's not beat around the bush. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but only hey. 16 on, on your own, knowing about it. Right. But uh, again, and we've, we said this already, we're going to say it forever, but uh, thank you guys, everyone. Thank you all. Um, yes. Speaking of the shorts, in case you haven't noticed, we've been putting up daily YouTube shorts. It's been a, a headache trying to nail down the best time to put those out. Sometimes we get yeah. a bazillion views. Sometimes we get, like, nothing. The algorithm's very weird. YouTube so, is... Um, fun fact. Oh, yeah. here we go. All right. Well, for those who don't know, I, I'm not going to say what, but I have another account for no, YouTube. No, say it. Fuck it. Plug it. Okay. Come on. Well, I have a gaming channel called Kiss This Gaming, and Brian and Andrew know that my views pop off sometimes. <laughs> and um, Humble brag. Well, y- yes, but <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing is this is uh, a lot of people are in active 2 p.m. Oh, they're inactive? No, they are active at 2 p.m., like yeah. 2 to 4 p.m. 2 to 4, mm-hmm. okay. Which is kind of good for us, too. Right. But around then, it's because people, out, like, they may not go on YouTube for their lunch break. They might go just either, well, they might watch a movie. They might just go on Facebook and, like, look at their news stuff. Uh-huh. But then... Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, <clears throat> that's not what the episode about. Do you want to know what the episode is about? What? It's about science! Science! Or science! Or science. But before we do that, I have a question for both of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys want to be when you grew up? Right, wait. You, you, right, you didn't answer it, because I know your answer. We'll say it at the same time, but you go. I mean, you, you're, you're still growing up, but what do you want to be oh. when you grow up? <laughs> well, we already know, right? Well, okay. A well, penis? No, 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 no. <laughs> yes, the biggest penis in yep. the world. Okay. <laughs> No, so when I was, it's changed. Through, oh. oh shit, that's the wrong one. My bad. Did I just get cut off? No, Did I, just I, me- get I meant off to do air? this. No, I meant to do this one. All the <laughs> colors are fucked up from the Father's Day episode. Come on, Andrew, just tune. Come on. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's changed throughout the years, but when I was like, I want to say before ten, 
Um, I didn't I didn't want to do anything but except be like a train driver <laughs> an oh, engineer. Yeah. But when I got into my teens, a I wanted train to train driver. A... Come on, Mason. Even I know they're not called train drivers. Engineers. Conductors? Engineers. What are what's a conductor? The okay, okay hold on. All right, but... sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> No, well, so when I was a teen, I wanted to become a civil engineer because uh-huh. like, that's when I, I think started, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, that's when I that's when I started looking up to my dad more. Sorry, dad, but and so I wanted to become more of a civil engineer. But now, as I went through high school, and now I started focusing more on piano. Mm-hmm. And now I now I'm gonna my goal, what I want to be, is a classical concert pianist. Awesome. So please, real quick, educate me. Okay, so there's three positions when it comes to. <laughs> 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 okay, there you go. The positions, Brian, um, for <laughs> modern-day engi- uh, like railroading is uh-huh. you have your engineer, your brakeman, and your conductor. The engineer is the one who drives the train. The brakeman is one who does all the switching operations, coupling the train, make sure the actual train is uh, is all together and stuff. The conductor okay. is responsible for making the train on time. So the engineer actually drives the train, but the conductor is the one running the train. Okay. He's like So he, has to, he is the one on top of when the signals are good. Um, What's the definition of the word? Not like a. I know what conduct. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what conduct. It's just interesting that a well, conductor a con- on a train a conductor and a conductor is a person in an orchestra. Who keeps, no, a conductor is a person who keeps, keeps time. time. Okay, All but right. there's also like conducting electricity. That's that. Well, yes, but then uh, we're like which w- segues very nicely into. Sorry, go ahead. Multiple definitions for the same word. Like know, it sounds. Like, Brian, uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? A scientist. 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 No, but hold on. I wanted to be a mad scientist. Yes. So. Yeah, uh-huh. I remember watching like cartoons and and like Young Frankenstein and stuff like that, and I was like, "That's what I want to do." Yep, I want to. I want to just mix shit up. I want to create monsters in yeah. the fucking lab. Have them do my bidding. Yep. Yep. But guess what? That's not what scientists do. No. I remember being. They at need a, funding at, first. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being at a family barbecue and there was like a long, like, estranged cousin uh-huh. who was at this barbecue, and my mom's like. He's a scientist. You should go talk to him. Oh, yeah. I know that's what you want to do. Oh, yeah. So I went and talked to him. I was like, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I just did a lab. And I, <laughs> I test stuff. And I was like, that's not what I'm... No. You, you didn't make any monsters this week? What the... <laughs> I, you know, honestly, when you talk, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like... Uh, Skeletons. Yeah, Mason, they're... you okay over there? No, well, I haven't played that since Halloween, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I may have had a few drinks with the team here. <laughs> Moving on then. Yeah. All right, so for science, <laughs> for science. Doing science. All right, so here's what we're going to do, you guys. We're going to start with the history of science. That's a weird thing to say, but so I figured let's just start with the scientific method. Yep. Uh, and then we're going to talk about at least my favorite discovery through the decades. Now, I, I know you guys both have stuff to add for that, so great. Then we're also going to talk about fictional scientists. We're going to talk about the future of science, maybe. I mean, it's hard to talk about that stuff. Then I've got two, uh, well, various, I'll say several. Mm-hmm. Um, um, entertainment scientists. Then we're going to do segments. How's that sound? Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, let's do this. Come on, Tony. We're going to be late for class. Fuck yeah. <laughs> what class are we going to, Andrew? Science, science. class. Of awesome. course. Come on, Tony. We're going to be late for science class. <laughs> All right. The history of the scientific method. For science. The scientific method 
is an empirical method for acquiring knowledge that has characterized the development of science since the least the 17th century. Successfulness. It involves careful observation, applying rigorous skepticism about what is observed, given that cognitive assumptions can distort how one interprets the observation. Did I read that right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Just be know. careful. You just kind of like a brain aneurysm. <laughs> I sure did. Like, I didn't have anything to drink. Cognitive. <laughs> Funny. It's funny that I glitched out on that word. Yeah. You started talking about 21, and that was just got crazy. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's go to the steps of the scientific method. Step one. Brian? Yep. Step one is ask a question. Yep. Ask me a question. Um, who's your favorite pianist? Okay. Um, okay, so we have this question. The scientific method starts when you ask a question about something that you observe. Yeah. How, what, when, who, which, why, or where. Yep. For a science fair project, some teachers require that the question be something you can measure, preferably with a number. So let's do that. We all know that Mason is my favorite penis. Okay. I want to know how, how big of a penis Mason yeah. is, and we will use yeah, the scientific method to yeah, deduce. Yeah, let's talk size. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, number two, yep. then... In order to to uh, objectively define yeah. Mason's size as a penis, okay. <laughs> we have to do some background research. Okay, I got a ruler. We, we broke Mason. Yep. Uh, rather, I, I got a ruler that's in millimeters. Oh We're no! Good. Oh no! Uh, rather, Fuck uh, you, Brian. <laughs> rather than starting from scratch in putting together a plan for answering your question, you want to be a savvy scientist using library and internet research to help you find the best ways to do things and ensure that you don't repeat mistakes from the past. So we need to use the internet to figure out how how much <laughs> to gauge. Uh, Onlyfans.com, I guess. Yeah, right? and, the, and then they, they trust what they read on the internet after they observe. Yeah. Okay, well, you then you find me only fans that come such ivory tickles. Yeah, ivory tickles. <laughs> Tickle these ivories. Um, then you need to construct a hypothesis. A hypothesis is an educated guess about how things work. It is an attempt to answer your question with an explanation that can be tested. A good hypothesis allows you to make a prediction. If I do this, then this will happen. Mm -hmm. State your hypothesis and the resulting prediction you will be testing. Predictions must be easy to measure. Yep. Uh, I like uh, Mason is my favorite this much. Yep. There you go. There you go. You know they can't see that, right? Oh, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, 11. Yep. <laughs> How about that? That was pretty scientific, right? So let, let's yeah. like not dive into it too far. 11's a good size, dude. Thank you. But yeah. if... Like, if we talk about the CDC and COVID and everything. Uh -oh. oh, shit. Uh oh. No, no, I'm just saying, let's just talk, like, real yeah, quick. Yeah, no, we can have a conversation, like, sure. Like, they were basically just shot in the dark. Let's yeah, try this yeah. and see what happens. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? That's a that lot was, of testing. That yeah. was science, you just know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, when you talk about it like that, like, science, right. like, let's talk about medieval science. Right. And, like, they used to, like, dissect, vivisect people that were alive at the time yeah. for science they were injecting you know? blood in you know like blood transfusions yeah, science used to be yeah. real loosey-goosey back yeah. in the day yeah give him some cocaine well think about it think about it if, what if you like for science yeah let's go back to salem massachusetts for a second uh oh like a lady had like a black spot on her arm which 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 for yeah. science we need to kill her to see what yeah. happens yeah what oh, there's that great scene in monty python where he's like trying to scientifically deduce, like if you throw a goose into a river, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it is. Yep. Uh, step number four: test your hypothesis by doing an experiment. Your experiment tests whether your prediction is accurate, and thus your hypothesis is supported or not. It is important for your experiment to be a fair test. You conduct a fair test by making sure that you change only one factor at a time while keeping all other conditions the same. Mm -hmm. You should also repeat your experiment several times to make sure that the first results weren't just an accident. I think you wanted to add something here. Yeah. Yeah. Besides just retesting your experiment, sometimes if the conclusion is false or maybe not towards your goal, you might have to go back and change your hypothesis. 
purposes. Right. To mm-hmm. actually make sure that, like, what like, what are you searching for? And maybe, like, oh, I'm searching for, let's say, this mineral, right? But the way I phrased it, the way I'm conducting my experiment was wrong. So let me go change something to make sure, like, I'm still trying to go for that goal, but in a new method. A new light. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so we can't lose track here. We got you at an 11. Objectively, scientifically speaking, Mason is uh, an 11 out of 10. Nice. Penis. I feel complete in my life. Great. You should. Uh, number five is to analyze your data and draw a conclusion. We did that. Uh, once your experiments are complete, you collect your measurements and analyze them to see if they support your hypothesis or not. Seems pretty easy peasy there. Then we're going to communicate your results. Internet, Mason is an 11 out of 10. Yep. All right, I'm going on Urban Dictionary, putting it on right now. Yep. <laughs> that's how we, that's how we publish it nowadays we concluded his pants are down he's an 11 <laughs> he's an 11 hung like a muppet ladies and gentlemen <laughs> conclusion is science for science for science oh shit I don't know what a science I don't have a science one wait I got this one nope there you go. <laughs> that's what the chicks will say when they yep. see that 11 they'll say I feel like I feel like instead of Dad Bob, we're now like ADHD the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> We've always been ADHD yeah. the podcast. We've just had this like Dad Bob veneer. Yeah, that's you guys like have all been degrading. Yeah. Uh, what's next? Shit. Oh, um, discoveries through the decades. Okay. Who's ready for that? I'm ready. All right. Yeah. I have here. Oh shit. Um, what is Wait, this? 2023. Are you ready? Yeah. No, I have a piece of paper here with a bunch of dis- discoveries on it. It looks like it goes as far back as 2010. I got this. No, look, look. 2010 is as far as it goes. Okay, I got it. So from now to 2010 backwards. Here it goes. Number 10. Uh, Richard III. A car part in a car park in the UK. Listen. A car park in the UK hosted a scene worthy of Shakespeare. In 2012, a team of geneticists and historians announced they had excavated the remains of Richard III, former king of England. The skeleton showed signs of spinal curvature and DNA evidence from his descendants that supported the find. Cool. Yeah, that's that was, not, that, that was dumb. <laughs> why? Why did you put that on the list? <laughs> Pretend producer that doesn't exist. <laughs> Face transplants. The first full transplant took place in 2010. In a 24-hour operation, a Spanish farmer who accidentally shot himself had the remains of his face removed, leaving just his eyeballs and tongue. Ah! <laughs> the rest was replaced by the entire face of a dead donor. Ah! Jesus! What the Whoa. fuck? <laughs> Can I get like Brad Pitt? I that, think that's straight up face off. Yeah. That, that went from zero to a hundred real <laughs> yeah. quick. Wow. We went to talking about just like, you know, dead remains. Wait, I guess it didn't. We went from dead remains of a king now to a man blew his, his face half off. Okay, look, the rest is science based. Okay, pr- I, I promised. All right. Uh, okay. The next is Proxima Centauri B. Uh, when the decade began, we knew about 450 planets beyond our solar system. Now that number has bloomed to more than 4,000. Most significant of all was the discovery of Proxima Centauri b in 2016, the closest known exoplanet at a distance of 4.2 light years from Earth. Cool. 4.2 light years. That means if we went as fast as the speed of light and we left now, we yep. could get there by the time we were still in, before, before all of us were 45. Yeah. Wow. How long? 4.2 million? 4.2 light years. Yeah, just, it would just take 4.2 years. Yeah, exactly. To the light, That's what so. I mean. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. We could be like, hello, Proxima Centauri B. We We're could, moving in. We could be back by the time we hit 50. There you go. Yeah. All right, number seven, quantum, quantum supremacy. Efforts to develop quantum computers gradually ramped up this decade, culminating with Google's announcement of quantum supremacy in 2019. The firm developed the first quantum computer capable of performing a calculation that no classical supercomputer on Earth can match. Cool. Super cool. That's what do you cool. think about that? Have you ever? Uh, have they you are, they are I, huge. Have you? 
They're huge, like like quantum physically. computers. Oh yes, yes. and you got to yeah. keep them really cold too. Yes, right. yeah, super cold. That's cool. Yeah, but um, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's cooler than than cool? Ice, Ice cold. cold. Ice cold. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing about quantum computers is they can run calculations like multiple calculations simultaneously. Millions yeah. per second. Yeah. Per millisecond. Cool. They're pretty pretty rad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I do know one of the purposes, like um, I saw in 2018, was um, they they used it to render like with, with I know you, I, I think you have it on there the Cern Super Collider. Um, yes. They they used it to simulate. No, I don't have the Super Collider on here. Yeah. But that's well, you. they ahead. used it to simulate part like what like the actual simulation, so they can see the test before it actually uh-huh. you know, happened. Okay. So it, it's pretty good for rendering like atomic simulations, but it's also good for running multiple calculations to actually get specific values. Uh huh. It's crazy. Denisovans. Denisovans. Den. Mason, what does that say? Um. Okay, hold it still. Denisovans. Do you know what that is? Nope. Okay. Do you Tell know me. what that is? Nope. Let's just take a guess. Let's have some fun with it. Is it a new shoe brand? Uh. Nope. Okay. Is it a skateboard brand? Nope. Is it a playoff fans? No. Okay. Dennis Savans? Dennis Savans. Dennis Savans. That sounds like a weird alien race from like... We're Oh, we're know. definitely saying this wrong. I'm sure somebody yeah. is like madly typing on yeah. their keyboard. You idiots! <laughs> Denny Savan. Dennis Savans? <laughs> I'll just tell you. Research denounced the discovery of a human finger bone Ooh. that is genetically distinct from both modern humans and Neanderthals in 2010, complicating our ancestral history. Uh, they named this new species Dennis... Dennis, that guy, after the, uh, some other guy, cave, some other cave in Siberia where the bone was found. Later discoveries in the cave included more remains of these mysterious people, including the 2018 announcement of a hybrid Neanderthal mother and father of that Dennis person. Uh, genetic analysis have also revealed that there are people today carrying some of this weird DNA. Whoa! I actually, I read up something about that. Oh yeah? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Wait, so so it's an it's an older species, but there's still like remnants of that modification today. Yep. Uh huh. I guess that's what is. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. The more you know. The more you know. Yep. Science. 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 At number five, Layla's gene therapy. In 2015, a one-year-old girl received a cancer treatment unlike any other. Doctors at Great Ormond Street Hospital in London gave baby Layla immune cells from a donor that they had genetically modified to destroy the cells, causing her leukemia. Take that! Yeah! Yeah! Saving her fucking life! Fuck yeah! That's actually awesome. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Number four, AlphaGo. AlphaGo? AlphaGo. I know it, yep. Yeah? Mm -hmm. It's the, uh, the, not the chess-playing computer, but the other one. Oh, no, yeah, played Go. Uh, the decade uh, has, domi- has been dominated by advances in artificial intelligence, but the pinnacle of machine achievement was AlphaGo. The software developed by DeepMind beat leading player Lee, darn it, that guy, at board game Go in a stunning 4-1 to match in 2016. I don't know how to say that guy's name. Sedol? S-E-D-O-L. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. Sounds, sounds good to me. Cool. Gravitational Waves is number three. Uh, do you want to read this one, Mason? Because you love... E. Okay. E. All right. E. Number three. In 1916, Albert Einstein predicted that space-time, the fabric of the universe, was disturbed by strange ripples known as gravitational waves. Exactly a century later, the Laser Interferometer Gravitational Wave Observatory Collaboration, holy fuck, that is a long name, announced that it had finally spotted these waves. He did it, though. Good for him. Um, um, See, it's hard. Emanating? Okay, okay. That's okay. It's hard. (laughs) Finally, um, okay. That observatory finally spotted these waves emanating from a pair of supermassive black holes merging together. Nice. Cool. 
Cool, cool, cool. You know what's actually funny? Okay, about that. Yeah. Is um, the Earth, because of gravitational waves, they, bit, they distort space time and they actually it stretched and pulled Earth like a piece of jello. Yeah. Not not enough to like where you think it's like, whoa, 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 but it's just like, like you know, nanometers, yeah. right? On the atomic level. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, number two is CRISPR. The full potential of genetic engineering was unlocked in 2012 with the cheap and easy CRISPR system for editing DNA. Mm. It, its use has since exploded, unfortunately, including the widely condemned creation of the first gene edited babies in China in oh, 2018. Yep. Oh my goodness, yep. stop doing that. Yep. I don't know. I don't know much on it. Do you? Everyone just needs to stop playing God. Just stop. Yeah. A little bit. Where, because um, if you study biology well enough, and you know there's DNA and RNA, right? Yeah. But each little strand is made of sections, mm-hmm. right? And they now have the power to actually manip- manipulate the sections instead of like having singular strands. They can actually pull apart to strands change the and letters. Mix them. Yes. And that's for. Oh, but are the, is it you can the, change the carbohydrates and how they're forming. Yes. Yeah, but the, isn't the idea is to like try to detect birth defects and like manipulate? That's them? the positive side of it. But then you're thinking like the, if you're thinking the corporate side, you're using it to make super designer, soldiers. Well, designer babies, Fucking super soldiers, Captain whatever America. it may be. Now I don't know if Incredible it's that Hulk. far advanced because it's still what relatively new 2018, right? Yes. Um. So you're probably still talking like millions of dollars just to get one. Oh yeah. Right. And so, and what's the success rate on that? Oh. Exactly. So it's probably still experimental, but we're five years out, so we'll see. And number one, the Higgs boson. It took four years, thousands of people in the world's biggest machine, but in 2012, the particle physicist at CERN announced the discovery of the Higgs boson, the particle that helps explain why all other particles in the universe have mass, and its discovery completed the standard model of physics. I don't think so. We're not complete. No. No, no we're still looking for shit. Yeah. yeah. String theory. Yeah. Supersymmetry, things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a theory about the Higgs boson. Hmm. Do you guys want to hear it? Yep. It's a very far out theory. Okay. Um, so you know how shit's crazy? Mm-hmm. Of course. That's the best way to put it. Shit's crazy. Yep. Right? Should be wacky. Yeah. Like, and it's, uh, I, pers- from my perspective, it's been cr- like getting progressively crazier since 2018. Yep. Right? I'm pretty sure, I think that when we discovered the Higgs, we crossed some fucking wires or something and we accidentally fucked around with another universe and we fucking did some kind of switchy swap and now we're that's why shit's crazy. Yeah. You know my conspiracy theory? Tell me. Okay. You know how 2012, there was like the whole doomsday clock, the world's going to end in 2012? I do remember that, yeah. I saw a theory where it was like, what if the world did end in 2012? And you can see like, oh, the world's heating up. Right, and so everything is actually slowly turning into a hellscape, and it's just a very long oh, process. Oh, it's just a long process. And like that meme that's like, what if oxygen just takes 75 years to kill right. you or whatever? Have you ever seen yeah. that one? Yes, I have. <laughs> You're just reminding me of it. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's like one of those things where, you know, maybe, but we just don't know enough to actually say if it has changed anything or not. I don't know. Yeah. Do you guys want to hear my super out there theory about music and frequencies? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, science, science tells us that at its most basic level, most particles are excitations in fields, in quantum fields, right? Mm-hmm. Yes? Agree with me there? Okay. Yeah, I think so so yeah. all they are just vibrations in yep. invisible quantum fields, right? And when we play music, what are we manipulating? Sound waves. The vibrations. Frequency yep. of sound. Frequencies, right. Frequencies, in my opinion, make up everything. Yep. You, me, everything is vibrating at a frequency or several frequencies right. ready, really. And if you get into string theory, it's so interesting because different vi- the different modes of strings correlate to different fundamental particles, right? Yeah. So when we do chords, 
on a piano, it's very similar to how strings stack on top of each other to make particles, right? So when we are playing music, we are literally using the language of the universe. And building. Yeah. Yep. Like, and that's something that no other to our knowledge, because we haven't, we don't, well, okay. To we don't know we have we haven't met any live aliens. Right. We don't know anybody else that can do that. Right. Right? It's mm -hmm. pretty damn cool. cool. That's well, why, like, there's the, for me personally, there's a lot of reverence toward music for that reason. Yeah. I need you. I need you guys to come down when I play on a grand piano because I can show you guys the actual like. I know. I know you guys know about the harmonic sequence of strings. Yep. Right. But it's more interesting on a piano because if I play, if I play that note, I just farted. <laughs> uh huh. But if I do all these notes, I hold them all down. Play this one on the piano. All of them will naturally ring. Right. By themselves. Oh yeah, because of the harmonic series mm -hmm. going up. And so it's just like doesn't the harmonic series go down too? We just don't hear them because it's sub frequencies. Probably. Maybe it makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I that only, might I be foo -foo science. Normal harmonic sequence because we're normal like that, yo. We're just normal like that, yo. Okay. Well, that was all fun and cool. Brian, do you have any weird science theories? Um. Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. There he is. No, I. I don't know. All right, oh. here's the thing. I have so many ideas like floating around in my brain that I don't know like what to believe now, right? Uh-huh. Like I was raised Catholic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? And also with you. Yep. And also with you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't dude, I don't know. Because there's like I mean, where where the pyramids come from? What and what are what is their use? What are, like there's so much you could think about. Do you think there's aliens? Yeah. Right now, yeah. Like living among us. Yeah. Me too. I like to hope. I do. Anyways, my I, I like to think you know I like to think there are aliens, but I also like to think that they fly by Earth. They're like because like if you look uh, where the so our solar system is compared to the Milky Way, we're on the outer spiral. Yeah. And so I feel like they come in, they come to us. They're like, what the fuck, the boondocks? Nope, I'm out of here. They yeah. Just, they, they take one look at us and they're like, what? Yeah, oh, no. I like to think that we're like that one truck stop that you will only stop at if you are just out <laughs> uh -huh. of gas. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're in South Carolina, there is uh -huh. no good place to stop, but you have to stop yep. at this McDonald's because there's, there's only one person who's got one tooth. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, nah. I feel like that's our planet. I'll make it to the next one. Yeah. How do y'all? We have a shit in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we move on then? Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, let's talk about fictional um, um, people that do science. <laughs> Oh, I know. I know one person immediately. Okay, go. Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty. Ooh, oh, yeah. that's a good that's one a that I didn't one. even come up with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Brian, do you have any? I almost called you mom. <laughs> Mommy? <laughs> mom! <laughs> um, shit. <laughs> Doc from Back to the Future. There you go. I was like, I know you're going to say it. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. Doc from Back to the Future. Yeah, I wish I knew that theme. That would be so perfect right now if I can play Back to the Future. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who do you uh, have? Me? Yeah. Okay, so I have um, Professor X from the Powerpuff Girls. Yep. I have Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. Mm -hmm. um, I have all of Star Trek, I guess, because yeah. they're all science-y. Um, and then I was talking to my mother, which is why I almost called you mom, mm -hmm. and she has a uh, um, a list. Can I go over her list? Yeah. Thanks, Ma. Wayne Zielinski from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, right? Yeah. Um, Ned Bernard, um, oh, from The Absent-Minded Professor, who was later played by Robin Williams in Flubber. Yep. Huh. That's a good one, right? 
Um, uh, Spock, I said that. I said all those people. I said all those people. Uh, Dr. Victor Von Frank. Oh, so the original Victor Frank. Oh, I had this conversation with her. And you might want to... Sorry, I'm so ADD. No, listen, uh, I get excited. For science! <laughs> Frankenstein. Um, listen, when did the quintessential mad scientist first appear in literature? Was it was it Frankenstein or was it Jekyll and Hyde? Frankenstein. Was it? I feel like it was Frankenstein because it's I feel Franken- like it was as well. With Frankenstein, it birthed the gen- it birthed that genre, science it's fiction. Alive, yeah, yeah. The science nonfiction. Or or monster that fiction. Was, yeah. That was probably what 1600s in Germany, I think. Yeah. That was definitely before Jekyll. Hold on. Oh, let me, let me this says 1818. Okay. Yeah. I think that was definitely before Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, so you already said Doc Brown. Yeah, 1818. How- okay. Yeah. How about Doctor Frankenfurther from Rocky Horror Picture Show? Oh yeah. yeah? <laughs> Thanks, mom. Um, doctor, no, Part of me wants to say like the the uh, doctor or that way, doctor priest from Hunchback of Notre Dame. I don't know why, but like Igor was kind of a monster in his own right, but now he's just deformed. What about yeah. those Muppets? Yeah, those Muppet scientists. Uh, Beaker, it, uh, Beaker and, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, phenomena. Thanks, mom. I didn't read all of these, but that's okay. Cool. Uh, any others? We said Dexter, right? Mm-hmm. Are there any? Uh, did you get, did you watch Johnny Test? I was just gonna up? say the sisters from Johnny yeah. Test. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm also such a feel child. Like, um, oh, okay. I don't know if you guys seen this movie. Um, Save Planet Fifty One. Yes, a, the Rock was in it. I think so. It was about like green aliens and the yeah. human goes to the alien planet, mm-hmm. and that, that was a weird movie. But there was like a lot of science because it was like they used the human as the test subject. So right. there's a mm-hmm. few scenes. Yeah. All right then. Uh, that was cool. Do you guys want to talk about the future of science? Sure. I have this one thing written here because. We're kind of living in the future of science. Yeah, we are. You know, where we are in the technological age. Yeah, like where do we go from here? Um, and the one thing that I keep coming back to is the um, merging of biological and technological. Yes, I think that's where mm-hmm. we're headed, and I don't know how I feel about it. It's gonna be scary. Yeah, I feel like if we can all upload our brains into the same server, it's gonna be a massive like digital orgy, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> what, 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 Dude, the, I don't want anybody. Digging in my brain. What if there's a DDoS? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no. Yep. I just I don't understand. Well, you know, like um oh I forget the movie name, but it started Matt Damon where they shrunk them down and like lived in a utopia. Downsizing. Like, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that kind of thing where it's not necessarily like we're gonna downsize for like overpopulation reason, but it's gonna be more like merged with technology. So you might see like human AI mesh in your home kind of thing. Well, if you take that to its logical conclusion, if we could, if the entire human species were to upload themselves into a computer right. simulation, and then they could take that simulation and put it on a computer that ran on a very long battery, they could conceivably just jettison themselves into the universe. Right. Be like a Call of Duty Black Ops 2 lobby. And if you also had a couple of robots that were like self replicating robots, as soon as you hit a planet, right? You see. Kind of like a hive mind scenario? Mm hmm. For the, human, the entire human race. If we all are in the same server, then mm-hmm. there's no privacy. Right. We all just kind of think the same thoughts and we become this hive mind. Well, well, I'm sure it'd be like one of those things where like um, 
it'd be a server, but you, maybe each person has like a chat room, so you can go. Maybe join. I don't know, but imagine if we did become part of it. Like you don't like it, but really imagine it for the yeah. first time in human history. You could literally see my point of view, and I could see your point right. of view, and well, it would happen simultaneously. But to me, it sounds communistic. It sounds scary. Yeah. You know what it's they terrifying. have is like they don't they have like those contacts that have cameras or like a mini yeah. like yeah. R- r- like, like light receivers built like into them. Black mirror kind yeah. of like uh, Batman's lenses in yeah. the new Fifty Two Court of Owls storyline. Sorry, right. everybody. <laughs> yep. Okay, uh, so that's such where a, I see the... Huh? It's such a weird topic. It's like, you don't really think about that aspect. Maybe you think about like your life, where it's heading, with kind of like the societal impact. No, yeah, I think, I think we, logically yeah. that makes the most sense. Why make 7 billion different... Uh, iPhones. <laughs> well, or 7 billion different servers right. to upload people's mind into. Why not just make one big one? I, I don't think it's going to come as quickly as we may think. No, I don't I, think I think so. it's going to come more quickly. It's just more he, like the Boston Dynamic robots. I think they're going to be Fuck more... Fuck those things. Those are in, scary. In, in God CNN. damn. But I, like, I also... Fucking I dog. Yep. It's like you see commercials for like, you know, like, what was it? PC or like technology integrated ca- like counters in your yeah. home for your kitchen. I think that might be the next step for like quality of life things. I, I think we're still a little far out from like human technology, like cyborg integration, or like Android yeah. integration. I don't know if you ask uh, Mr. Musk, we're yeah. already there. Yeah, AI will tell you different. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, that was cool and scary, and I love it. Moving on. Yep. yep. Cool. Brian, let's talk about some movies. All Mason, right. let's talk about some movies. Got it. Um. First one we're going to talk about is one near and dear to my heart that none of you have heard of. Or you might have heard. I'm sure you've heard of the thing. If you're Brian's age and my age, you've probably heard of it. But uh, anybody listening, if you've heard of this, please, and for serious, let us know. Let us know. Like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. All right. The first one we're going to do is Mystery Science Theater 3000, the oh, yeah. movie. Yep. Not the show. The movie. Yep. The movie. The theatrical release. <clears throat> Uh, it was released on April 19th, 1996, to which I say, come on, wait one more day. Yeah. Right? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Um, uh, rated PG-13. It ran for an hour and 13 minutes, and it grossed $1,007,306 worldwide. That's not a lot. No. But it didn't cost a lot to no, make. No, I was going to say. So it's probably still a good return on ROI. Right. Uh, it starred no one any of you has ever heard of, so right. I'm not going to bother. <laughs> but the uh, for those of you that don't know the premise of Mystery Science Theater, and I was explaining this to Mason earlier, the premise is basically this gentleman has been trapped up in this satellite orbiting the planet, and he's uh, this mad scientist is going to subject him to experiments of isolation. He wants to try to drive this guy crazy. Mm-hmm. And so this guy in an act of revolution tears off some ancillary systems of the spaceship and makes robots. He makes two robot counterparts, one that looks kind of like a red gumball. His name is Tom Servo. He's kind of a wisecracking kind of guy. And uh, the other one is this gold, like, satellite dish-looking weird guy named uh, Crow. And he's gold. I said that already. Mm-hmm. And he's fun. And he's like, it's a long way to Tipperary. Yeah. Remember that part? Oh, Anyways, yeah. uh, they get into all kinds of shenanigans up on their satellite. The satellite right. of love is what it's called. Yep. Um, and uh, the mad scientist finds out about this, and he's very upset. So he decides as an act of punishment to um, subject... Mike Nelson is the guy's name, mm-hmm. to just the worst, like, B-C-level sci-fi movies ever. And the way it's shot, it's shot from the perspective of an audience member in a movie theater. So you from, see the back of their heads. From maybe the yep. fifth row back. Yep. And kind of like a, in the like front a Truman row. Show kind of thing? So, no, not really. 
No, like you're actually in the movie theater and you see the back of their heads. Uh huh. It's no. like so you see the movie yeah. and then down on the bottom screen you see the silhouette of like a bunch of empty movie theater chairs and then uh, it's like robot yep. dude robot. Okay. And the whole thing is they do a bunch of like riffs and riffs off the movie and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, they're just making fun of the movie. And I need to watch this. I remember yeah. being a kid and like having no idea what the hell was going on, but like I I just had it on because I really dug like they would do these little segments in between these parts of the movies where they yeah. would go back onto the and it was basically a puppet show. Right, but it, it it was so cheesy and it had so much charm and I just fell in love with it. I've, when did this come out? Oh 96. God, ninety yeah ninety six yeah. was the this. God. Yeah, I've never heard of it before. Now I kind of really want to watch it. It's really cool. Is yeah. it, do you know where you can watch it now? Do you just go like um mm, no? I don't know. It's not streaming anywhere because but there is you can watch it for free on like Tubi or Roku or one of those bullshits. You can you watch also it just like search it up on like a movie browser also, site or something yeah. like that. Yeah, there's also, there's other ways. Okay, I have um, a review and I did a bad review on mine and a good review on yours. Okay. All right, so this is a like one star review, so fuck this guy already. All right, imagine Beavis and Butthead, but for nerds with even more juvenile and that is pretty much what you have here. I found it very hard to find anything to like in this movie and will certainly never revisit it. My surefire way to tell if I like a movie. What? Uh, we can all laugh at old sci-fi movies, but this is something that is best done with friends in private where you can share some common jokes. I'm actually a fan. I feel like he he watched this by himself. Right. I have to finish this towards the end. because Beat it, nerd. They make a, a Muppet you know, pig in space reference. Hold on. So uh, in private, uh, Joe, I am actually a fan of old sci-fi uh, and taken as films for their time. They can be very good. So for me, this is just easy, cheap humor uh, and best avoided. The premise of a guy in space being forced to watch old sci-fi is pretty brainless. And the main characters, robot companions have nothing going for them either. In terms of animation or character, if you want some quality children appealing sci-fi, find some old Muppet show episodes of pigs in space. All right. What? Fuck that guy. <laughs> Jesus. None of, none of that made any sense. No. Like, Pigs in space. Fuck off. Anyways, that was fucking Mystery Science Theater 3000. Cool. Cool. Did you guys uh, know which piece that was? Was it? No. Mars, the bringer of Mars, war. the bringer of Fuck war. that guy. Fuck yep. that guy. We're going to bring him some. That, what? Go on. Nuts Co on cookies? Space. Some, yeah. <laughs> I hope that guy has a peanut allergy. I'm going to fucking cookies? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bake him some walnut brownies. Yep. <laughs> You're going to hate them. <laughs> okay, Weird Science. Released in August 2nd of what year? Can you guess? Uh, 87. Close. 85. PG-13, hour and 34. It cost $7 million and it made 38 Yep. Very good. Um, Dude, I had such a crush on Kelly LeBrock. Yeah? Oh, she's in there. She was Lisa. Mm -hmm. uh, directed by John Hughes. Screenplay by John Hughes. Based on a book called Made of the Future by Al Feldstein. Yep. What do you remember from this movie? Besides my jerking off to, <laughs> I was gonna say besides jerking yeah. off to. So can you explain the plot yeah. to? So Mason, it's basically two teenagers that were fiddling around with their computer, and they figured out some kind of new software data, where they could create the perfect girl. Oh. So what are they like? Probably 15, yeah. 15 and sixteen. They're, they're below eighteen. Yep. Horny teenagers. Yep. Yeah. Got yep. It. So they're like fifteen and sixteen, and mm -hmm. they they. All of a sudden, the whole computer explodes, and this girl just pops out of the shower. Oh. And they're like... Fuck when, yeah. When, yeah. But now, <laughs> but now they're trying to like hide it from their family. Like, where do we... Oh, uh, no. What, what do we do, do, we do yeah. with this random girl? Wait, so it's just like a, a real girl? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, so like actually, like through the computer, they made a real... Yeah. Oh, yep. okay, okay. And then Kind of like the, reverse the, Tron style. The brother was, was it Biff? Was it? 
or no? From Back to the Future. No, not Back to the Future. What was the brother? The brother's name was like um, Gary, Ian, or Chet. Chet. Chet was Bill yeah. Paxton. Chet. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Chet. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, I, I was so. Who do you know who Ian was? Robert Downey Jr. Oh yes, I yeah. forgot he was in that. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is in this movie. Yep. I haven't seen it, so. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall is Gary. Yep. And that's all the only names I put. It's it's basically just like teenage angst, them running around trying so to. So what hide happens this. in the end? They throw yeah, a giant house it. party and yeah, it turns into a mess. It turns into a Somebody mess. Somebody rides a motorcycle through the house. It's eighty five, so there's togas. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird time. Yeah. And I miss those kinds of movies. Oh, so good. Fucking remake Revenge of the Nerds. Why haven't oh. we gotten a remake of Revenge of the Nerds? That was a good science movie, too. Yep. They used science in that movie. Remember at the end of Revenge of the Nerds when they did that musical number? Also, do you know who was in Revenge of the Nerds? Hmm. Fucking one of the doctors from ER, the one that gets his uh, arm chopped off by the r- rotating blades. Oh, yeah. Remember ER? Yeah. Mason's like, what? <laughs> we just showed our age Hard, yeah. Sorry, Damn. what? <laughs> Anyways, that was a fun tangent. Moving on, then. Uh, on. Well, there's one movie oh. I would oh, right, like right, to right, talk right. about. Oh shit, Mason, please go. Okay, it, it's not necessarily realistic, but Star Wars. I'm not going to talk about science without talking about the science of Star Wars. I have to interrupt because I didn't do the review real quick. Oh. Uh, ten out of ten. I'm not a big fan of serious uh, art house dramas, but this one was great. Perfect. Okay, go ahead. All right. Good. Star Wars. Well, it's like. Like everything about that universe is, you know, kind of like science based. You have the plasma layers, you have right. lightsabers, you have the Death Star, capable of killing planets, you have Star Killer base. Are the Jedi science based though? Yes, because technology. But mysticism. Well, yes, but how how could you have a lightsaber without having like the science behind it? The Force. Yes. <laughs> well, then we can still talk know. about like the rest of it. You know, you, like you have. Yes, what, everything that's not Jedi is yes. absolutely science. Yeah. It's like they mm-hmm. have star cruisers that can go light speed for Christ's sake. It's just, you know... It, oh, that's a good question. Do they go faster? Is hyperspeed faster than light? No, it is light speed. It is the, the so speed what, of light. Okay, okay, so at any point in the Star Wars saga, I hear it referred to as light speed and hyperspeed. What's the difference? Hyper's fast. Okay. Light is... You're just traveling fast. We've gone back to plaid. <laughs> We've gone plaid. <laughs> Ludicrous speed. <laughs> well, and so, like, I, I don't know if you've seen it, the Andor show, but in that show, they actually showed the construction of the Death Star's radar dish, or, like, laser dish. And it's really cool because it actually showed, like, the like all the layers between the dish itself. And there was, like, it's like they had these weird, like, Boston Dynamic robots putting things in place. Fuck it was those. like, um... It, but it's just really cool to kind of see the actual intricate parts of you it. You know why they showed that scene? Because of fucking clerks. Mm-hmm. Because of fucking, there's a scene in clerks where they're like, what about all the people that were working on the Death Star mm-hmm. between uh, the, the second Death Star? They were just construction workers, contract workers. They didn't deserve to be blown up. So they showed fucking robots building the Death Star. Mm-hmm. So now people are like, now you don't have to feel bad about the Death it's Star blowing robots. up. Not true, because they used Wookiees to, uh, as slaves <gasps> to build the Death, Death Star. Motherfucker. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Fucking the Empire. God. Anytime, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on, then? Yep. All right. Well, now that we talked about uh, movies and science stuff and, and all other kinds of cool stuff, uh, we're going to turn it over to Major Mason with the science report. Major Mason. Major Mason for science. Science. Calling in for science. Science. All right. Well, since we're doing a science episode, I just thought it would be fitting to talk about probably one of the greatest scientists of all time, Albert Einstein. Okay. So I have stuff prepared for you guys just to go in through Albert Einstein and some of his contributions. All right. So um, just kind of start. Albert Einstein was born in Ulm in Wurzenburg, Germany, at March 14th, or on March 14th, 1879. Old Ali yes. Einstein. 
and he died April 18, 1955, in Princeton, New Jersey, and he is credited as one of the world's greatest scientists. What's more interesting Credited is by whom? The, the world. Okay. I guess I can't argue. Well, well, yeah, we'll take that. One of my cool, like, I, I just have a bunch of fun facts, and one thing I like, it's still kind of cool that me and not people too many think about, is he survived World War One and World War Two, and oh, he yeah. lived in Germany through World War One. Oh, jeez. So yeah, that's crazy. Dude, all right, so let's Einstein. Just, let's just go down this. All right, we're gonna, we're, we're just doing one by one. So, um, believe it or not, most of his actual scientific studies and scientific theories came when he was working as a technical assistant in a Swiss patent office. Mm-hmm. He wasn't working in like as too many colleges at that point. And actually, in 1905, he attained his doctorate. A more common, well-known fact is Einstein played violin. And another one that's pretty interesting is his brain was actually slightly smaller than average. Hmm. It's like one of the greatest minds, but he had hmm. a slightly smaller brain. Another f- cool fact is he was often at odds with professors in his his school, not due to his attitude, but instead due to outbursts of imagination inter- interrupting with his ideas. So they may be talking about like gravity or like an object throwing through space, and he'd be like, "I'm imagining a ball. It's going through space. I can just see it traveling in my head." And everyone's just like, "The fuck?" Yeah. Like, yep. But start doing that um, drums. Yep. if you want a better description of this, they, there was actually a show dedicated to Albert Einstein called Genius. And there are several episodes in the first season that depict his time in school. Cool. So huh. check it out if you can. I, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Cool. Now, what's uh, this episode little, is not sponsored by Genius or Amazon Prime. Nope. nope. <laughs> um, a sad fact about Einstein is his education was disrupted because his father's repeated failures at business. Oh, no. In 1894, after his father's company failed to get an important contract to electrify the city of Munich, Hermann Einstein moved to Milan to work with a relative. Einstein was left in Munich at a boarding house and, expect, and was expected to finish education there. So this is when he was like wow. middle school, late elementary, too. All right. Um, yeah, teens. That's when he was. All right. So another fun fact is Einstein's family was very religious. They were Jewish, and it was enough to a point where after World War II, he was offered president, presidency of the state of Israel because of his, of his religion. Huh. Einstein declined, and he actually collaborated with Dr. Shom um, Weizmann in establishing a Hebrew university in Jerusalem. Cool. All right. Good for him. Um, going on, tying it back into World War II, the Germans were rather quick to develop new technology during that time. We, we know that they built rockets. They were for the first to make jet planes. Did you also know the Germans were accredited to making Fanta? The drink? Yes. Fanta soda came from Germany because of low rations, so they had to make a um, drink. So Fanta came from Germany. Don't you want to want to Fanta? Fanta, Fanta. <laughs> <And where> da- <laughs> Holy shit. Where dad bought, did you also know? that sex dolls were created for the German army during World War II. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, Is that the sound when they climax? Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Thanks for that description. Goodness gracious. All right. So, probably means, like, you have a beautiful night. <laughs> <laughs> I respect and appreciate you as a human being. <laughs> so during this expansion of technology during World War II for the Germans, Einstein was actually approached by Hitler to start researching to the first forms of atomic bombs. It was because of this that Einstein officially defected from Germany to the United States, and he actually met with officials of the U.S. government. He informed the U.S. on Germany's plans for an atomic bomb. It was because of this. This is one of the first instances of planning for the Manhattan Project. Oh, oh wow. And going even further, Einstein did have contact. He wasn't a developer or a scientist. He, did, he wanted nothing with it, right. right? But he was there as, like, as one of the foundation pieces for the Manhattan Project. Kind of like a liaison? 
kind of, but yeah. it's like he didn't again, he didn't want part of it. Right. So it was just he was there in like the preliminary stages, but once it started going, he's out. Yes, yeah, so and he actually yeah. became a US citizen in the nineteen forties as well. I think nineteen forty four, nineteen forty three. Good cool. for him. Cool. All right. Um all right. So with Einstein, one of his probably the most famous thing, we kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, the gravitational waves is his theory of relativity. That is what mm-hmm. Einstein is most probably known for. This is Einstein's most famous contribution, stating that space and time are similar to fabrics. A good way to think about this, Andrew will like this, is about cats in your bed. If you lay a cat on the bed, what happens? What happens to uh, the bed? Nine months later, you have a baby. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> well, so think about the bed. What actually happens to the bed? What kind of shape does it ha- or what happens? It'll... I like thinking of you like a trampoline and bowling balls on a trampoline. Maybe. but Okay, we'll go funny. with yours. Cats on a bed. Yes, what you happens? Put, you put the cat on the bed? Mm-hmm. Uh, the cat indents onto the bed. Yes, so it creates like a little well, a little divot. Yeah. Um, and this is true when we get to space. The larger the object, the larger the object, the larger the well will become. So uh, a good way to you, you can look at diagrams at this. Professors do this demonstrations uh, all the time in their universities. But um, it's just to state that it every object in space creates a well. Why why does the moon orbit the Earth? Because it's not actually just traveling on like a ring. It's traveling on the brim of a well around the Earth, and it's just moving so fast it won't fall down into the center. Okay. Same thing with the Earth around the sun, the sun around the supermassive right. hole. Same way with star. everything around my dick. Yes. <laughs> don't fall in that well. And that's why you have kids, Andrew. All right. <laughs> so um, I don't want to spend too much time on theory of relativity because we're kind of just focusing on general science. So I actually have some lesser known contributions that Einstein made. Oh. So the first one I have is he actually. <laughs> nice. That was so weird. Ooh. <laughs> Clip it. Can that, can, that just, can that just be the short? Ooh. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Ooh. <laughs> All right, go for it. Okay, so Einstein actually made his own refrigerator. Oh. Fun fact. Um, it, it was stated that besides being really uh, like affluent in physics and scientific contributions, um, he was actually more concerned about everyday living as well. And so when he had spare time, if he had spare time, he would go through and actually look at the real aspects and see what he can actually contribute to contribute to make it more efficient for everyday living cool um another cool thing is he also co-authored the bose-einstein constant date or condensate which is a substance with zero viscosity. yeah fun fact is after they're discovering their original theory it took 70 years to prove this as true and another cool fun fact with einstein is using the power of a solar eclipse of science yes yeah. <laughs> he actually was able to prove that light bends and distorts objects in space so like during you know the moon blocks the sun and what we can't see because of the sun normally is that there are stars or planets behind the sun right gravitational lens you can mm-hmm. see you can see them with different scopes right um and you can you can look again a- around the star and it'll be in one position but when the moon blocked the sun they moved back so light actually traveled around the t- the object and distorted their position gravitational lensing is what it is called mm-hmm. now the real kicker. I'm kind of speed running this, but this is really like the interesting part with Einstein. I think <sighs> he died. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> so Einstein died in Son 1950. Son of a bitch! How dare he? <laughs> gonna have him dark on my refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Einstein died in 1955 due to an abdominal aneurysm. What's interesting is what happened to his brain on his death. <laughs> in his will, he stated that he did not want any of his organs to be harvested. His family was gonna keep this true, but this did not happen. The man who oversaw the autopsy was was at a Princeton hospital. He was a Princeton hospital pathologist named Thomas Harvey. And on a whim during the autopsy, without consulting the family, he decided to harvest uh. and preserve Einstein's brain. 
How? Well, Harvey decided to cut up Einstein's brain into 150 pieces and keeping it in mason jars. What's even crazier is he kept over Heinz, he kept Einstein's brain for 40 years. Mm-hmm. He just dipped. He he yep. he uh, harvested Why the brain. Why do I not know this? Yeah. This is what the fuck? Yes, yep. that's why I wanted to bring it up. What? 150 pieces and kept it in jars for over 40 years. Why? When people ask, it's like, where did his brain go? He hid it. It was only on suspicion later in life that there was a, a investigation into him, and instead of going to jail, he just fessed up. Okay, so what happened next? Yeah, well, there is a light side Did to this. Did he try to Most eat it and get superpowers? No, I but I do have an even crazier fact about this. So now we're talking in the eighties. Yes. Yep. So 1955, 40 years later, it's actually in the nineties. Nineties, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Most of the brain is preserved at Princeton now. But in the 90s, Harvey still had pieces of the brain in jars. And you can actually find a documentary, like an interview, where he's actually showing a piece of Einstein's brain he still had wow. in, 19, in 1996. That's insane. Other remnants of the brain are distributed around the world in museums. Even in Boston, you can go see slivers. And what's even crazier is somebody went even further, is they actually cut his brain into hair-thin pieces to distribute that's ridiculous. Don't do that. And all, all the reason for this was he was trying to do it as a scientific contribution. Because, How? It doesn't contribute Well, it originally, anything. when he harvested it, it was still intact. So his plan was he wanted to just preserve it as, like, maybe we can study his brain and find out what was so uni- unique about Einstein. 40 but, years later, that thing's m- mush. Hacked to pieces. Yep. Well, it was coated in, uh, like, a amber-like substance to preserve it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just a, it's a really weird thing, but... Mm-hmm. Talking about science, this is like my little spiel about Albert Einstein, and it's it's a messed up story. You yeah. Know, another fun fact I didn't mention is he actually was divorced, and during um, the contract is he told his ex-wife at the time that if he won an, or when or if he won the Nobel Prize, he would give her half the winnings. Oh. And when he won the Nobel Prize, he gave half the winnings Good for to his him. ex-wife. Good science. Fuck yeah. Nice. Very cool. Thank you, Mason. Good job, yes. Al. Moving on. Yep. Moving on. All right, you guys, we have a very special segment in store for everyone out there and everyone in here. Our good friend and colleague and uh, uh, major in the in the Dharmy Mason mm-hmm. just turned uh, the ripe old age of 21. Yeah. Woo! He did so <laughs> on the 21st. Yeah. And uh, we have to celebrate with him. So right now, uh, Brian, you're going to do a segment called I'll Tell You When I've Had Enough. I'll tell you when. Brian. You don't tell me. We're on, we're on, the, we're, we're on the gun. Please, quickly explain. Go. Okay, so here we go. We are doing what I call a bomb pop shot. So a bomb pop shot is based- For science! For science! So the reason we did this for science is because the liquids all layer into three different specified colors. Mm -hmm. So you are going to have blue on the bottom, white in the middle, red on top, okay? And it is gonna be a three-layered shot, okay? Oh no. So we're gonna see how Mason does after this, young blood. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so the idea here is I will be documenting as much as I can through uh, uh, audio um, uh, documentation and picture uh, documentation. We will put these and up in the video. I must disclaim that I have I there's been no preparation like preparation for this. I am going in this cold. I've I've only had literally two sips of alcohol in the past three days, so this is going to be <laughs> rather interesting. I'm so excited. All right. We're doing the handoff. Brian has now left the microphone. Oh, Jesus. In his hand, he has uh, what are they called? Shakers? <laughs> shakers? He's thrown the ice into the shaker. Boom. 
Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Listen to that sound. Oh, hold on. Very cool. Come on, focus. All right, got um, Okay. Focus. <laughs> focus. All right, ready? One, two, three. Boom. Hey, All right. It, it sounds like we're pressured. It's because we're on a time limit for the, for the ice. ice. Yeah. The so ice is, what do we yeah. got here? What's going in here? Blue, blue curacao. Blue curacao, which is a flavoring? Yeah. Okay. It's a blue color, but it's a lemon flavor. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Shake, shake, Ooh. shake. Do, 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 do. So this shake, is, shake, shake, shake. I've never seen you bartend or like I've never been around you serving drinks. So this is the first for me as well. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm he getting the full grind experience. He is a legend. So I have had the, the pleasure. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, a little it's bit. All right, it's but... all right. It's all right. That's awesome. So, oh, sorry. He's pouring it into a test tube. He's oh. pouring it. <laughs> We're <laughs> we still totally like enamored. <laughs> Fuck. It's so cool, but I know. yeah. So right. he's pouring it into this test tube. Again, uh, pictures will be up on the YouTube. Uh, if for those of on Spotify, just imagine a test tube because it's for science. <laughs> for science. Brian, um, we are doing for science. For science. And Brian got a bunch of like beakers and test tubes. Oh, he went and all stuff. out. It's like we're doing this down to the fucking ounce. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> while Brian mixes that up, I will regale you with my 21st birthday. I went to um, SeaWorld and had breakfast with Shamu. I know. Oh, so now what you're doing is you're pouring in, uh, what is that, pina colada mix? Okay, and what we're trying to hopefully uh, uh, achieve is through fluid dynamics, a separation um, between the white pina colada mix and the blue, uh, blue carousel mix, and it's going great. <laughs> 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 it's going awesome. No, it's separating it's kind of separating on the bottom. Yeah. It's well, kind of reverse is, separating. It, um, I, well, I guess we could do... Okay. Does it matter if the three colors are in order? No, no, no we can do it okay. inverse. It's inverted. Yeah. Just, yeah. It, it, it just says red, white, and blue. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be in that For order. For science! For science. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I feel like I need to play like like epic tension music. Oh. You don't have a metal. Yeah, you're using plastic. <laughs> He's using a plastic spoon. Yeah. I feel like I need to like, um, be like we're on the clock, so we need to go like. Oh, oh, I know. Wait, we need wait. some really some some music. Ooh. Wait, now that, that feels wrong. All right, what do we got next? So this is the actual hand. Let me get a shot of this. What do we got here? One, two, three. Oh, Ooh. is that what I think it is? Yeah, <laughs> got it. <laughs> I'm oh not going to say goodness. anything until yeah. I, if like if you guys are you guys need to watch this on YouTube just to find out. We had a friend refer to this as what 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 kind of what kind of person drinks this liquor? Uh, <laughs> it's like a hobo's <laughs> liquor. That's what it is. Yeah. And then what do you mix it with? That's some grenadine. Some just some normal red grenadine. You know, Andrew. You know what I'm thinking right now too. What are you thinking? Tell me. I think oh. um, I think the people need to uh, like, subscribe, and comment their Please. own story. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Drop your stories. Oh, heck we need yeah. Twenty first birthday story. Twenty first yeah. birthday story. Let's Ooh. see. Let me put it this way. Like my plate is fresh. I don't know if I'm a lightweight <laughs> or oh, if I can handle my liquor. Yeah. So well, maybe you might surprise us. Some people like they're built different. But this episode is about to get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um. That looks so cool. Look at that. It's so colorful. My 21st <laughs> birthday was pretty lame. I, I worked at a guitar shop, and I bought uh, Michelob Ultra not knowing what the hell, like, I didn't know it was, like, cholesterol beer or something. <laughs> Brian's laughing at me. <laughs> so I bring in this six-pack. Like, dude, I, I worked with this guy who I idolized. Like, he taught me how to play guitar and everything, sort of. I never really officially took a lesson, but anyways, uh, I bring this beer in, and I'm, like, thinking, I'm going to, oh, wait, 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 so you're, you're pouring it. Up through the shaker into the go ahead. I'm don't st I'm not gonna stop so you. I'm I don't know. This is gonna be really good or really terrible. You can do it, Brian. Easy squeezy lemon peasy. Oh, there you go. So now we're pouring the grenadine through the shakers into the beaker, and we're gonna attempt to uh, get it red, white, 
<laughs> awesome. Yeah. No, it, it still looks super cool. Fuck it. it ain't gonna that looks cool. Yeah. All right. Wait, wait, wait. What's that? What's in there? That is just the grenadine and the rest of the vodka. Okay, the grenadine and the rest of the vodka. Is this, is this it? Am I am I taking this right yeah, now? Well, that. you can take that. take that. Wait, do you want your face on the internet? <laughs> sure. Okay, hold up the cup. Wait. You look very distinguished, sir. All right. All right, here we go. I, I feel like I need like a drum roll. Should we get the snare? It's gonna be strong. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's not what. I, oh. Ooh. He says, oh. That's good. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh -oh. oh, shit. We've created a What have we done? We've awoken a sleeping giant. <laughs> Let's get lit. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, wait, is it, what, what is it? Is it? It's just two things, right? The grenadine. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's just yeah. the remnants of this. Yeah. This is still waiting for okay, you. Okay, because like, I can definitely taste the syrup aspect. Yeah. Yeah, go easy on the syrup. You might get a sweet stomach. All right. All right. Now, now come, come take this woo, one. Woo, woo, woo. Right. Oh, here we go. That sounded like Law and Order. Yeah. Do 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 do. Yeah. do. All right. Yeah. There we this go. This one's not gonna be as strong because the rest of it's in that. Yeah. Right. No, you're good. I'm not gonna, you know, chug the crap out. For you, science. Do? Dude, this is gonna taste very sweet. Very sweet. Yeah. yeah. All right. Because you'll be all right. That was one shot. Mm hmm That I put in here and that. Oh my gosh, he's got to stretch it out. It still looks cool. For science. Like the color still dissipated, right? But yeah. it's, we don't have any red. It actually looks really tasty. Like yeah. It does actually look really good. Yo, at the bar, that would be like 12 bucks. Yeah. Just so you know. Just be, pre be, be ready for that. You can, you can Venmo me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Get him, Tiger. Daboos. Do whatever you want, dude. It's your thing. And that is really fruity. Right. Fruity. Well, like, I'm still not used to like the burn. Right. We can't hear you, I don't think. But He's all, still not used to the burn. It's very all, fruity. But all the burn is on top. All the burn's on top. If you chug so it. The, the more you get, it'll just be sweet at the bottom. Yep. Go, 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 go. go. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh, we don't have any kind of chaser for you. We didn't think that far ahead. Ah. <laughs> Go see if there's in the art fridge. No. Sorry, there might be a Diet Coke. <laughs> Sorry, young buck. Come on. Am I finishing it? Yeah. Is that, is that the goal? Yeah. Right. I mean, we spent money on it, you know. <laughs> Obligated. Don't you know? Obligated. Yeah. Oh, God. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, buddy. What? There you go. Yeah. Right. Like a champ. These these two, this is like eight percent alcohol, and that has no alcohol. And those are the ones that are on the bottom. So all the booze was on top. Yeah, all the hurdy stuff was on top. Yeah. How you feeling? Okay. Uh, let's get the heart pump and do uh, like a couple of jumping jacks. I'm 100% serious. Don't fall. Don't fall. <laughs> While Mason's doing that, we will regale our listeners with a 21st birthday party story. You got yeah, one? I do actually. Oh my gosh. It's funny. I um. <laughs> So, <laughs> <laughs> jumping jacks. so I was born and raised in Syracuse uh -huh. and I had my brother's ID because he was three years older than me. Yeah. From, so I was going to bars when I was 18, right? Like a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like every weekend, different bars, different groups of people, blah, right. blah, blah. So on That's my 21st bad. birthday. You okay? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna find out. No, nah, I mean, you yeah. should be all right. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. That's not gonna hurt you that bad. No. Nah. So on my twenty first birthday, that bad. we um, Shit. we went out with like thirty people, right? Uh-huh. And got a party bus. Oh and man. We showed up at all the same places that we went, and the owners of the bar came up to me and they're like, "Dude, thank you guys just brought in thirty people. What are you guys celebrating?" As and soon as like, you said it, were they like, oh. They were like, oh, he just turned 21. They're like, you asshole. <laughs> You've been coming in here for three years. <laughs> oh, shit. <gasps> oh. That's so good. <laughs> and I was just like, huh? <laughs> what can you was, do now? That was, that was me. That was the coolest fucking 18-year-old you ever knew. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, guys. That was so cool. All right. Uh, shall we move I, on? I, oh. I, oh, I need to say. that Go was. Ahead. That was actually really tasty. All right. Thank you, buddy. Good. Um, Give me another. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, Mason, nah, we will, nah, nah. We will just, again. Let's do it. We will uh, have an intervention later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's on the next episode. Guys, I swear I'm fine. You know, Ossifer, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I think well. <laughs> next week, we'll have Mason phone in from county. Yep. <laughs> do you accept these charges? <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Andrew. Hey, man. She got wild. <laughs> I did, but I do have a dad joke. Yeah. <laughs> Some prison joke. His name's Mason. <laughs> you know who I call daddy in prison? That's oh, no. Dad joke. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. All right, moving on then? Yep, moving, yep. On. moving on. All right, guess what time it's for? Uh oh. Dad jokes. Dad jokes. I only got about three. But, I mean, we've obviously got Ethan's list. Yep. You got some, right? Oh, I got some. All right. Rim shots, rim jobs. All of them. And. All those, yep. And if it's really special, perfect. We get the goat. Yeah, <laughs> it really is the greatest. All right, Brian, <laughs> Mason. Yes. yes. How did the thermometer insult the graduated cylinder? How? She said, "You may have graduated, but I have more degrees." Ah. Oh, that little sly boy. <laughs> what are the primary elements of a sense of humor? Hmm. I don't know. Sulfur, argon, calcium, and samarium. Otherwise known as S, A, R, C, A, and S, M. Sarcasm. Correct. That's you great. crazy. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I see on, what Tony. you did there. Yeah. I uh, did. I'm, if I didn't read that, I would have never no, gotten. I, I like, would be what? the one being like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh wait. Why is combining a proton and an electron to make a neutron so popular? Why? It's free of charge. What do you think? Pretty good, right? That's all I got, man. What you got? Hey, Andrew. Hey, man. What did the proton say to the electron to start a fight? I don't know what. Bro, I'm so sick of your negativity. (laughs) Yes. Love it. I like this one. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, Mason. What up? What's a pirate's... Favorite element? I have no idea. Argon! Nice. That's good. It's a cool pirate. <laughs> it's cool because he knows what argon is. Yep. Probably the smartest <laughs> fucking pirate. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys know that photons have mass? No. No. You didn't know that? No, I thought they were massless. No. Who knew they were Catholics? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Why? Oh, shit. That was good. <laughs> How many computer programmers does it take to change a light bulb? 
I don't know. How many? I don't know. Are you kidding me? That's a hardware problem. (laughs) (laughs) Should I do like that one? That's really good. Mason! Major Mason! Dad jokes! I got a few. Let's go. Present arms! Bring it. I don't... don't, Okay. Andrew. Yes, sir. What did the biologist wear to impress his date? I don't know what. Designer jeans. Mm. Nice. Brian. Yeah. Did you hear that oxygen and magnesium started dating? No. OMG. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I said OMG right after. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. Nice. Why did the biologist and the physicist break up? Why? They had no chemistry. No, they didn't. <laughs> a frog telephone uh, a frog telephones the psychic hotline. His personal psychic advisor tells him, you're going to meet a beautiful young girl who wants to know everything about you. The frog is thrilled. This is great. Will I meet her at a party? No, says the advisor. Uh-oh. You'll meet her in biology class. Oh. Oh. I didn't mean to do both of them, but I got both of them in there. All right. Um, God. Um, you know, guy. Fuck. Uh-oh. He's broken. He's broken. No, I, I, I had a science joke, but. But you forgot it when you had that drink. No, it's, it's on the tip of my tungsten. Ah! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> All right, that's it for that's me. Good. That's done. Whoa, that's we did good, it! Dude. Woo! That Woo! means, guess what? It's time for the outro. Woo! Whoa! You guys, if you are still with us at four, an hour, uh, ten, who knows? Um, <laughs> we would just like to say thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you. We would like to shout out. Um, who are we shouting out this week? Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. Oh, that's a good one. We'd like yep. to shout out scientists everywhere. Keep doing your science. Yep. I would like, uh, what would I like? What were some discoveries that haven't happened yet that we would like? We didn't even talk about that. Mm. You know, um, string theory. String theory. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, uh, theory of everything. I want um, self-wiping uh, di- baby asses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that just a child when they turn, like, older? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's <laughs> already been invented. All right. Um, what's a problem? What's a dad problem that requires a dad solution? That's Back sciencey. Pain. Back pain? Nah. Yeah. There's plenty of science for that. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, we already got boner pills. What about, oh, what about, this is a really good one. Mm-hmm. What about if we employed drone technology, GPS technology, and uh, camera 3D mapping technology so that when you sit on the on the couch and you realize that the remote is on the other side of the room, the remote can make its way to you. <laughs> I don't know why it's sort of like a pig, but yeah. Yeah? That'd yeah. be great. It's like the Jedi mind free trip. ideas, Jedi Samsung. Yeah. Oh, you would totally be able to do that, too. Yep. It's the remote, though. So, uh-huh. bloop. That'd be pretty cool. Yep. All right. Get on it, science. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. What do we need to do? We need to plug. We need to do our plugs. Yeah. Is it time plug, for plugs? Plug us. You guys, if you want to leave us a comment on how weird this episode was, please do so. <laughs> we're, we're aware. Listen, we warned everybody two weeks ago that summer camps really take a toll on us. So, you know. Oh, that like, I, I'm ready for my spiel on summer camps one time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, is it time for it now? No. no, no we'll no. do it later. Um, okay. But if you uh, want to give us an email. No, wait. If you want to find us on Facebook. D-A-D-B-O-D-P-O-D. If you want to do us on YouTube, D-A-D-B-O-D-P-O-D. If you want to do us on Spotify, that as well. But if you want to go to Gmail and write us an email, you can do so at uh, D-A-D-D-B-A-N... No, shit. D-A-D-D-B-O-D-D-B-A-N-D at gmail.com. I've got some emails right here. Brian, would you like me to read them for you? Yes. Awesome. This first one is called Sparkly Bear. Hey, guys. Happy Father's Day! Happy Father's Day! Day. What a great episode. I'm sure you guys earned your way into the Dark Lord's heart. Dads, rise up. I hope so, man. We kind of appeased him. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, this next one is Legend I Am. It says, hey guys, I was wondering if you could speak to the recent state of entertainment. What do you think about the strikes? Great show. Please keep them coming. We had a discussion. It, yeah. was, a, it was a hopeless romantic uh, fantasy in which uh, the strikes go on for so long that Hollywood, desperate for content, turns to like the YouTube minds mm -hmm. and finds the smallest channels that there are. And then, lo and behold, we answer the call. We start writing all the movies. Dude, I, I bet you more YouTube content creators have better ideas than Hollywood. Yeah. I thought you were going to say have better ideas yeah. than us. I was going to agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Well, both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one is, uh, oh, God. I and Madness, Ian Madness. Happy Father's Day! Happy Father's Day! Happy Father's Day. <laughs> uh, listens to the entire episode and says while crying, you pulled it off. You sons of bitches, you really pulled it up. <laughs> well done. Taz rise up. Nice. Taz rise up. <laughs> just, cool. just sitting there, eyes glistening. Like, yeah. You sons of bitches. Son it. of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> Those sons of bitches? Yeah. Uh, Vinny Vitavici says, great job on the Father's Day episodes, guys. Can you tell us more about the wonderful piece of music in the opening? Ooh. Uh, oh, that's an amazing uh, question. Okay, okay. So, um, well... If you know from uh, many weeks ago, I re-recorded the dad bot theme. Yeah, that's from like, what, episode four, five, yes. something like that? Yeah. But I recorded that on a Steinway nine-foot grand piano. Well, um, in discussion, you know, like in lieu of the Father's Day, uh, we were talking about what should we do to spice up the music. And so first up was actually taking the dad bot theme and just reharmonizing. Science. Music science. Science. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. And science. Science. <laughs> and for those of you who maybe are new and haven't watched too many of the episodes previously, I am a classical concert pianist, and I compose An in 11. my spare time. <laughs> An 11 out of 10. Thank you. Um, I compose in my spare time. So <laughs> I composed a piece called Prelude to an Afternoon of a Dad, which is basically an orchestral piece based on the chorus of the dad bod, Get Off Our Lawn. Yeah. So, Perfect. Um, I'm actually working on another one that we may be able to show later, oh, but shit. it's not complete yet. Sweet. Very cool. It's long, so we probably can only play a snippet of it. Well, it's an 11. We know it's long. <laughs> yeah. We did scientifically determined that it was yeah. long. Our hypothesis was correct. Mm -hmm. The longest penis gotcha, we know. Uh, Mason, in case we didn't, in case we forgot to say it last week, thank you yep, for that. Thank you, buddy. Genuinely, that was awesome. Yeah, it was very cool. Uh, you guys, I think we did it. Are we done? This is a weird episode, and we well... apologize to everyone. Or we don't. Watch it be like our highest rated thing yeah, yet. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, it's kind of like the chaos. It's just like, what is happening? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the chaos that is displayed in our art is also uh, reflective in our life. But Absolutely. guys, like... I'm feeling a little tipsy after the. Oh after shit! The yeah. thing. We have to. We have to. We got to get out of here. We got to get uh, put into bed. Uh, so there's sorry, one last thing to say. Oh, there's one more thing to say. Is everybody one, two, three, dad, dad rise, rise up. up. Well, we'll see you guys Monday at five. Bye. See ya.